This is the sermon podcast of Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Columbus, Ohio, where we proclaim God's extravagant grace, radical inclusion, and relentless compassion. Join us for worship Sundays at 8 a.m., 9 a.m., or 11.15 a.m. For more information, please visit our website at www.acceptingall.com. Our reading for the life of Jesus is found in John's Gospel, the 8th chapter. It's read every Reformation day. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We're descendants of Abraham. We've never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And the slave does not have a permanent place in a household. The son has a place forever. So if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks. Please be seated. Grace and peace be yours through Jesus. Nine days to election. Nine more days. Uh, You're not going to hear a word from this pulpit about who or how to vote. Never have, never will. Um, I do encourage you to vote. Love for God, love for neighbor dictates and informs our being involved in the electoral process. I want you to hear up front the day after the election, I'm certain that Jesus is still going to be on the throne. Regardless of how it turns out, we're going to gather here on Wednesday for a very short prayer worship. We're going to pray for our nation and for one another, for the world, and for our elected officials. It's important that we do that because, frankly, it is um, easy to miss the blessing of living in the land of the free and the home of the brave. (laughs) Freedom is a very interesting concept. Let me play with it for just a little bit together. Um, Jesus never voted. Jesus was a subject of the Roman Empire, part of an occupied state. Jesus wasn't part of the land of the free or the home of the brave. There has to be some different ways to see freedom then. Um, Here's two. I think there is this kind of outward freedom. That's probably the dominant way we think about freedom, that I'm free to do whatever I want, whenever I want, how I want, that kind of freedom. Uh, But there's another kind of freedom that's more inward, um, within, freedom from shame and guilt and freedom from fear. Millions and millions of people have come to this country and are coming still now, um, looking for an outward kind of freedom. Uh, They haven't experienced it before and are hungering for freedom of religion, uh, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and freedom to even vote. And my hunch is that most of us take for granted those basic kind of freedoms, that first definition of freedom, the dominant view of freedom. We take those for granted in, in our country. I think Jesus is actually talking about the other kind of freedom. If you continue in my word and you are truly my disciples, then you will know the truth and that truth will make you free. I translate that to mean something like this, that 
<clears throat> I, I can be locked in a nursing home room or in a wheelchair or have a debilitating disease or be in a prison, Cairo's prison ministries this weekend, or be in a rehab center, or be in a war-torn country, or be in a refugee camp. And obviously, I then wouldn't have all of the freedom to come and do whatever I want, when I want, but I think I could still, thanks be to God, have the freedom that Jesus is talking about. Which is why the day after the election, we are still going to be praying, and we're going to be giving thanks to God. Apostle Paul, I think, is a classic example of what I'm talking about. He wrote most of his letters in the New Testament while he was in prison. He was writing to congregations, but at the time he wrote them, he was in prison. In the letter he wrote to the Philippians, he was in shackles in a prison in Rome. Not a good place to be. Listen to what he said. He said, for me, living is Christ, dying is gain. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He wrote that when he was in jail. This is the only place in John's gospel where Jesus uses the word free. Uh, He only uses it one other place in all four gospels, and that's in Luke when he says he's come to set the oppressed free. It clearly caught them off guard, this discussion of, what do you mean free? We've always been free. What do you mean by made free? And, And that, by the way, that's what we're doing for four weeks. We're just taking the lectionary. We're pulling the one question out of the lectionary, and we're just going to ask that question ourselves. We're going to wrestle with that. And today the question is, what do you mean that Christ will make you free? I wish that Jesus would have just uh, stopped at that moment and then explained it very clearly. But what he did was the opposite. He went deep. He went very deep. He dove deep into it. Jesus heard that question and then he said, Truly I tell you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave, is a prisoner to sin. Evidently you can be free, but not really be free. Because of sin. Able to do whatever it is that you want, whenever you want, but still not inwardly free. Jesus said that rebelling against God, not living in love for God and love for neighbor, which in the church we call that sinning, not living in love of God and love of neighbor, that's sin. Uh, That that might look like freedom to a lot of people, being able to do anything you want, but it might also still be slavery. Let me give you some examples. I believe that you can be enslaved by money and by possessions. Um, Clearly, money lets you do a whole lot of things in the world, and it's great to have that kind of freedom. And the lack of money can feel like you are in prison, so I'm, I'm aware of that. But elsewhere in Scripture, Jesus says that the love of money is the root of evil. The blind pursuit of money, money and material possessions, can actually consume us, can take hold of our lives, can prison us to the point that that nothing else really matters, not even our own health, not the well-being of our families, not the well-being of our neighborhoods or our country, or even right and wrong. That's not freedom, that's slavery. Here's another example. It happens to us at one point or another all the time. I'm not, not saying that we're never afraid. But I've known people who, if their whole lives they're afraid. They're, they're, they're afraid of failure. They're, they're afraid of criticism. They're afraid of embarrassment. They're uh, uh, afraid of intimacy. 
and had all the other freedoms to do all the things that they wanted to, but they couldn't because they didn't feel free deep inside to do the things that they were actually free to do. And we all know the quote, FDR during the Great Depression, that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And when fear starts to dominate our lives so that we can't use all the freedoms in our life, then I think that's a kind of slavery as well. So it's really a very fine line I'm talking about. On the one hand, money and fame and fortune appear to be freedom. And you can have all of those things and still be enslaved, still be entrapped by either fear or by desire. But honestly, some of you have um, been there already on that subject. And I, I wish that in a church we could be more honest and talk to each other about what that was about when, when the only thing that mattered to us was our fears or our desire to accumulate uh, because it's a slavery of another kind, and we should be honest with each other. So there's, there's freedom, and then, and then there's freedom. Um, the Bible's first discussion about freedom is uh, in the third chapter of Genesis. Uh, it's also the first time that we talk about sin in the Bible. It's a snake who leads the discussion. Uh, the snake says to the woman, uh, Did God say you're not supposed to eat from any tree in this garden? And the woman rightly answers, she says, well, no, no, we're, we can eat any fruit of the trees in the garden we want, but we're just not allowed to eat from the tree of the fruit that's in the center of the garden. If we do that, then we're going to die. And the snake says to the woman, you're not going to die. God, God knows that. When you eat from that tree, this is what's going to happen. You, the, your eyes are going to be opened. You're going to see things differently. You're going to be like God. And you'll know the difference between good and evil. I'll make sure you heard that part. You're going to be like God. You won't need God exactly because you'll be free from God. Because you yourself, you will be like God. And you won't have to listen to anybody, much less God, say do this or don't do that. And you'll know right from wrong. And you'll make up your own mind. And you'll know what you want to do, and you'll know that you are right, and you'll be free, is what the snake said. And so they ate of the apple, and you remember how it turned out not so well. Uh, They weren't free, and nope. One of Martin Luther's central tenets that we don't like to talk about in Western culture is that we don't really believe as Lutherans in free will. (laughs) Let that sit there for a minute. Uh, I'm not saying that God uh, moves us around like chess pieces. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that we do not have the capacity, the strength, the power to free ourselves from sin. We can't choose not to sin. Not as individuals, not as communities, not as a church, and not as a nation. We used to begin liturgical worship with the same words every week. Uh, for people in my profession, I might call that the golden era because you just did the same thing every week. It wasn't that hard to prepare. We always read 1 John 1, 8. This is what it said. If we, have no, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 
And that's why every week at every one of our worships in one way or another, we always take that moment where, where we, we hit the singing bowl and we confess and we hear the good news of God. We confess that we are in bondage to sin, that we cannot not sin. And so tempting. I mean, it's so tempting. Think about it. In fact, in fact we structure all of our lives this way and certainly certainly the world. All we really need is just a little better advice, um, self-help manual or two, a, a, a good book, find the right Bible verses, say the right kind of prayer, have a little bit more discipline, somebody teach us the right way, if we had a better leader, then everything would be fine and we would be able to move ourselves forward and not sin. We'll be free, we'll be free. And that's the exact opposite of what we just heard Jesus say. Jesus says, if the Son makes you free, then you will be free indeed. My life group just started reading a, a wonderful book by Anne Lamott. Uh, it's called Help, Thanks, Wow. And her premise of the book is that that's the only three kind of prayers there are. Help, thanks, and wow. That's it. You want to learn how to pray? Those are the three prayers. Help, thanks, wow. Listen to this. She says in the chapter about thanks. She says, when we go from messed up to grateful, we sometimes get to note the experience of grace in knowing that we couldn't have gotten ourselves from where we were stuck to freedom. The movement of grace in our lives toward freedom is the mystery. So we simply say, thanks. Something had to open, she says. Something had to give. And I don't have a clue how to get things like that done. But God does, and grace does. That is the reason that we read this passage from John every Reformation day. It's a reminder to us in the church that it's not about us because we're not able to liberate ourselves. We're not able to get it right. And we need a liberator. We need it. If Reformation Day, or this is the 499th year of the Reformation, and I'm already panicking in fear about what the 500th anniversary of the Reformation even sounds like. If Reformation Sunday or anniversaries of the Reformation are nothing more than look at us, look what we've done, look what we're going to do, look what we can do, and I've already heard that, we're totally missing the point. Namely that, no, we, we can't. We can't fix it. We haven't fixed it. We're flawed. We're not free. We don't have the strength. We don't have the power. We're not God. We are, in fact, slaves to sin. Here's what we try to celebrate by having Reformation Sunday every year. Freedom comes through Christ. Freedom through Christ. We're slaves to sin. I'm a slave to sin. You're a slave to sin. I don't like admitting that. I don't like admitting it in public. I don't even like admitting it to myself. But it might be worth remembering nine days before an election that we're all slaves to sin, that there's nobody who has it right. It might be worth remembering when you, you say, I don't, I don't need God. I know right from wrong. And I don't need another opinion from my neighbors or anyone else. It might be worth remembering when we're tempted to build any part of our lives on what I think and I believe and I know and I want. We're all slaves to sin. There's only one God and none of us are it. I don't, I don't know how in the midst of my childhood with 
German hymnody and, and people with brass instruments and singing a mighty fortress as loud as they could, uh, tooting their horn. I don't know how in the middle of that I heard freedom comes through Christ. Freedom comes through Christ, through his death, through his resurrection from the dead. Paul told the Romans earlier in that same chapter we just read from, there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus by God's grace. We are saved. Every one of us walked in here a slave to sin. Couldn't do anything else other. And thanks be to God, every one of us walks out of here forgiven and loved by God. Here's what I want to close. I want to close with just a little sentence. It's not from the Pope. It's not from some radical monk named Martin Luther. It's not from Pastor Jim. And it's not from a snake in the garden. One little line, it's from Jesus. So, if the Son has made you free then you are free indeed. Amen.